0: Dear brothers and sisters in Christ in the second reading of today from James chapter 2 verse 14 to 18 James poses a question what good is it my brothers and sisters if someone says he has faith but does not have works what good is it My brothers and sisters, if someone says he has faith, but does not have, can that faith save him? If a brother or sister has nothing to wear and has no food for the day, and all you say to them is go in peace, keep warm and eat well, but you do not give them the necessities of the body, which good is it? What good is it? so also faith of itself if it does not have works is dead indeed someone might say you have faith and i have works demonstrate your faith to me without works and i will demonstrate my faith to you from my works dear friends james is calling on us today God, through James, is calling on us to demonstrate our faith by our works. He says, if we claim to have faith and we cannot demonstrate that faith by good works, that faith is useless and it is dead. And so the verse 14, he says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, If someone says he has faith, but does not have good works. So what James is saying is, if he says, what good is it to have faith without works? What good is it? There is no good in that. To have faith, not demonstrating it by works. But in in other words, if we demonstrate our faith by our good works, there is something good out of that. When we demonstrate our faith, by doing something good what it means is that there is something good that comes out of it reflect on the verse 14 James 2:14 that is the import James wants us to have when we demonstrate our faith by good deeds something good comes out of it and dear friends what what James is telling us St James is telling us is this we must always remember our basic calling as Christians Friends, the Christian faith is a call to a life of good deeds. The Christian faith is a call to a life of good deeds, a life after the example of Christ himself, a life that shows how much we know Christ, a life that reflects Christ himself. And that is why Jesus will pose the question in the gospel, who do people say that I am? He wants to be sure that people know Him. Apart from the fact that John seventeen three makes us understand that knowing Jesus is salvation, apart from the fact that Jesus wants to be sure that we are saved by our knowledge of Him, He wants to be sure that our knowledge of Him will be, will be translated correctly by our deeds. He wants to be sure that we know him and that knowing him, apart from being saved, part of our being saved should be demonstrated by works. And that is why it is crucial for us to know him. You know, in Matthew chapter 11, from verse 29, Jesus says, Come and learn from me. Our knowledge of Jesus means that we are learning from him. We should learn from him. And that is why he tells us in the gospel, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Following Jesus simply means acting and behaving like Jesus. And friends, we cannot act like him. We cannot imitate him if you don't know him. If we don't know him, we cannot imitate him. If you don't know something, you cannot act like it or behave like it. And Jesus wants us to know him. And that is why the question, who do people say that I am, is crucial. And who do you say that I am? We cannot live the Christian life without knowing Jesus. St. Paul would tell us in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1, imitate me as I imitate Christ. The Christian life is all about imitating Christ. It's about asking the basic question what would jesus do what would jesus have done in this situation what will jesus do how will jesus handle this situation how will jesus talk how will jesus dress how will jesus behave that is the fundamental thing about christianity behaving like jesus demonstrating our belief in him by our works demonstrate that what saint paul saint james is calling us to do to demonstrate our belief in jesus by our faith by our good works. And dear friends, that is what it means to shine as light. And Jesus tells us, you are the light of the world. So let your light so shine that people will see your good works and give praise to your Father in heaven. Matthew chapter five, from verse 13. He says, you are the light. You are like salt for all the mankind. But if salt loses its saltness, there is no way to make it salty again it has become worthless so it is thrown out and people trample on it you are like light for the whole world a city built on a hill cannot be hidden no one lights a lamp and puts it under a bowl instead he puts it on the lampstand where it gives light for everyone in the house In the same way, your light must shine before people so that they will see the good things you do and praise your Father in heaven. Matthew 5, 13 to 16. So the verse 16 makes it very clear. In the same way, your light, our lives as Christians, our light must shine before people so that they will see the good things we do and praise our heavenly Father. That is what it means to demonstrate our faith. We should demonstrate our faith by our action, by our good deeds, by letting our light shine wherever we find ourselves. That is what it means to demonstrate our faith. St. James says it, demonstrate your faith to me without works, and I will demonstrate my faith to you by my works. And we must always remember in Ephesians 2 verse 10, we have been called into the Christian life for good works. We were called into the faith by good works. Let's take it from verse nine, Ephesians 2 verse 9. For it is by God's grace that you have been saved through faith. It is not the result of your own efforts, but God's gift so that no one can boast. God has made us what we are in Christ Jesus, so that he has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. You see? God has made us what we are, Christians, first of all. And in our union with Christ Jesus, he has created us for a life of good deeds. Did you hear that? So God called us from the onset, from the beginning, from the foundations of the world. Ephesians 1 will tell us. He created us for for good deeds. He called us to demonstrate our faith. The Christian faith is useless if we don't demonstrate our faith by our good deeds. If we don't let our light shine for all to see and come to and, and come to the light that is Jesus. We must demonstrate our Christian life, our faith by our good deeds for people to come and see and drawn to Christ. And that is why one of the crucial ways we must demonstrate and show this our faith is by hearing the word of God because first of all faith comes by hearing the word of God Romans 10 verse 17 our faith in Christ Jesus we cannot come to faith in Christ Jesus without the word of God without hearing the word of God so that is why in the first reading the Lord God opens my ear that I may hear The Lord God opens my ear that I may hear. I would like to take Isaiah 50. Let's go back some verses so that we can understand. Let's go back a bit. Isaiah chapter 50 from the first reading. If you take it from the verse 1. Isaiah 50 from verse 1. It says, the Lord says, Do you think I sent my people away like a man who divorces wife? Where's of divorce? Do you think I sold you into captivity like a man who sells his children as slaves? No, you went away captive because of your sins. You were sent away because of your crimes. Now, let's go to the verse 4. That is where today's first reading comes from. Isaiah 50 verse 4. He says, The sovereign Lord has taught me what to say, so that I can strengthen the weary, Every morning, He makes me eager to hear what He is going to teach me. That is where the beginning of today's first reading comes from. Every morning, He makes me eager to hear what He is going to teach me. The Lord opens our ears for nothing but so that we can hear His word and come to faith. First of all, And when we come to that true faith, that shows how much we truly know Jesus. We demonstrate that by our good deeds. And that is why St. James is challenging us. We must demonstrate our faith by good deeds. For example, he says, we are invited to take good care of the poor. He says, if a brother or sister has nothing to wear and has no food for the day, and all you say to them is go in peace and keep warm and eat well. And eat what well? We have not given them food. What should they eat? Go in peace. They are worried, they are anxious. And yet you say they should go in peace. You have not spoken any kind word to them. So we are called to demonstrate our faith by our words, kind words to the weary, as we are told in Isaiah 50, and then provide for the needy, the poor, We don't just tell them to keep warm without giving them clothes. They are naked. We must give them, demonstrate our faith by doing something concrete. And we don't just say, eat well, when we have given them nothing. We must also give them something to eat. Friends, that is how we demonstrate our faith. And dear friends, the Lord opens our ears so that we can hear his word. When we hear his word, when we hear the word of God, faith comes. And when faith comes, it will not be static. Our faith must grow. And faith comes by hearing the word of God, who is Jesus. And that is why Jesus was so concerned in the first reading to be sure whether the people really heard what he was or who he was, whether they heard right. And so he asked the crucial question, who do people say that I am? What have they heard about me? And what they have heard, is it true? Is it right? Because only the truth, that is me, will set them free. And so the question is crucial. And it's interesting, the people heard and they thought that Jesus was John the Baptist. What they heard about Jesus, it looked like John the Baptist for some of them. What they heard about Jesus, he looked like Elijah for some of them. And what others looked about, heard about Jesus, he looked about and he looked like one of the prophets. But this is interesting because it shows the relationship between John the Baptist, Elijah, and the prophets, and Jesus Christ. In other words, they had something in common. Jesus' life was similar to these prophets. Jesus' life, Jesus demonstrated his faith in a way that it, be, it, 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 it uh, made him look like John the Baptist, It made him look like Elijah, and it made him to look like one of the prophets. And this is important for us. We must live our lives in such a way that it will point to Jesus. There must be an association or a connection between our life and that of Jesus. The crucial question is this. If people hear about you, what comes to their minds? When people heard about Jesus, they thought of John the Baptist they thought of Elijah, these are good people, when they heard about Jesus. Now, when people hear about me, when people hear about you, what comes to their mind? What do they associate you and I with when they hear about us? That is, this is a crucial question. Friends, if we demonstrate our faith concretely by good deeds, friends, we will remember in Acts chapter 10, Jesus went everywhere. We're told everywhere he went, he was doing good. In other words, Jesus was demonstrating his good deeds, a confirmation of even Ephesians 2.10 for us. We were created in Christ Jesus to do good works. That is what it means. So Jesus went everywhere doing good. And so as his followers, he says we must deny ourselves and follow him and live like him and imitate him by our good deeds so that people will look at us and not see us but see Christ. So that people will associate our actions and our deeds with Jesus Christ. Like that young man who asked the stranger, he got home and saw a stranger and asked. He met a stranger on the way and asked, are you Jesus? Are you Jesus? Because the teacher was asking them a question in class. He de- the teacher described the nature of Jesus, Jesus is kind, Jesus accepts and blesses people, he doesn't curse people, Jesus is nice, Jesus is good, Jesus is love, Jesus is that, and he met this man on the way who was so nice to him, a small boy, the small boy, the student or the pupil met this man who was so kind and nice to him on the way and asked him, are you Jesus? You see, we must demonstrate our faith by our good deeds so that people will mistake us positively for Jesus Christ. People will experience Jesus in us. That is what it means to be a royal nation, a people set apart in 1 Peter 2 verse 9. We are a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a people set apart to demonstrate the goodness of God. 1 Peter 2 9, let's take it. First Peter two nine. First Peter two verse nine. It says, You but you are the chosen race, the king's priests, the holy nation, God's own people, chosen to proclaim the wonderful acts of God who called you out of darkness into his own marvelous light. Did you hear that? We have been called and chosen to proclaim the wonderful acts of God, the good deeds of the Lord, the deeds of the Lord. And friends, this is seen still in the first reading. Isaiah talks about the fact that God wakes him up early and opens his ears to hear his word. And what is the effect of that? He says, when I heard this word, then I have not rebelled. In other words, I listened and I obeyed the word. And I have not turned back. After hearing the word, I did not turn back. I was ready to deny myself and follow you. He says, I gave my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who plucked my beard. In other words, because I heard your word, I was able to endure mockery. I was able to endure the negative words from people. I did not retaliate. I forgave. You see, my face, I did not shield from buffets and spitting. It's interesting, he it says, I gave my back, the back, he gave his back. I gave my cheeks. I gave my cheeks to those who plucked my beard. I gave my back to those who beat me. My face, I did not shield from buffets and spitting. Do you hear that? So his face and his back and his cheeks, he gave. You cannot give what you don't have. We cannot demonstrate our faith if we don't have the faith in the first place. And that is why our ears must be open to hear the word of God from where faith comes from. So we must be careful what we hear. We must ensure that what we hear will build our faith. And after building our faith, we will now have the faith in us. Once we now have the faith, we can now demonstrate that faith by our good deeds. And Isaiah goes on to say, the Lord God is my help. Therefore, I am not disgraced. Friends, when the word of God enters us, when we listen to the word of God, when we meditate on the word of God and faith in us grows and builds, friends, we will know that the Lord God is our help. We will not be moved by people because we know only God can help us. Yes, he passes through people. I agree. But God, we must see him as the ultimate, our source. And when we see him as our source, we will not be moved and intimidated by anybody. The Lord God is my help. Therefore, I am not disgraced. And so when we have this faith, after we have listened to the word, we have made sure our ears hear the word of God and we have come to know Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith, we will not be moved. We will be convinced that indeed, we will not be disgraced. Romans ten eleven, Romans ten eleven. Anyone who believes in Jesus will not be disgraced. The Lord God is my help. Therefore, I am not disgraced. I have set my face like flint, knowing that I shall not be put to shame. Friends, you will not be put to shame. I will not be put to shame. Friends, when we truly believe, when we truly hear the word of God and allow it to mix our faith, to build our faith, and we identify the Lord God as our help, and we come to know who Jesus is, as um, Peter declared. When we know Jesus, friends, you can never be put to shame they will mock us they will spit on us they will tear our beard friends but we will not be put to shame as long as we know who jesus is friends and we believe in him we are told he is near who upholds my right if anyone wishes to oppose me let us appear together take note of that God is holding your right hand. And so if anyone opposes us, that's the first reason. That is what he's saying. God will appear with us. And if God is with us, no one can oppose us. Who disputes my rights? Let that man confront me. See, the Lord God is my help. Who will prove me wrong? Friends, when we allow the word of God to sink deep in us, nothing will scare us in life. Nothing can intimidate us. Isaiah asked the question, The Lord, see, the Lord God is my help. Who will prove me wrong? Who? No one can prove us wrong. Friends, what is your situation like? What is your situation? What is your fear? We go to the responsorial psalm. He says, I love the Lord because he has heard me. The Lord God hears our prayer. Friends, my voice, he has heard my supplication because he has inclined his ear to me the day I called him. Read Psalm 116. That's a responsibility of Psalm. He says, God has inclined his ear to him, his supplication. So if God is ready to use his ears to listen to us, then we must also be ready to use our ears to listen to him. Because after all, because prayer is a dialogue. God speaks and we speak. We speak, he listens, he speaks. We must also listen. And that is from his word. He goes on: the cause of death encompass me. The snares of the netherworld seized upon me. I fell into distress and sorrow, and I called upon the name of the Lord. Do you hear that? And the Lord heard me. The cause of death encompassed him. The snares of the netherworld seized upon him, fear. He fell into distress and sorrow, but he didn't stay there. He called upon the name of the Lord. That is the responsibility. That is David for us. What situation do you find yourself in? As you are seated right now, what is it that is worrying you? What is your situation like? Be like David. David knew and believed in the Lord is God. So he didn't sit down to mourn and to whine and to to regret and to complain. He said, I called on the name of the Lord and the Lord saved me. I challenge you and I encourage you, call on the name of the Lord in this situation the Lord will hear you, the Lord will hear us. He has given us ears to listen to him and he has ears, so to speak, to hear and to listen to us. So we must take advantage of that and call unto the Lord, our God. And dear friends, let us take note. Jesus wants us to know him. And friends, a proof that we believe in God and that he hears prayer is that we pray. If we believe that God hears prayer and we believe that he cares about us, the sign to demonstrate that we believe is that we will pray. If we don't pray, it's a sign that we don't believe in prayer. That is the nonverbal communication. If you believe in something, we will act. And friends, it is important for us to know who Jesus is. Because it's only when we truly know Him that we can truly imitate Him and demonstrate our faith, our belief in Him. That is what we are being called to do today. Whatever the Lord does in our lives and for us is meant to draw us closer to Him, to help us to know Him. Whatever the Lord does for us is meant to draw us closer to Him and to help us know Him better. That is why Jesus asked the crucial question, who do people say that I am? Do people really know me? So God wants us to know him. Take note of that. And whatever he does for us or gives us is meant to draw us closer to him. He opens our ears so that we can hear him. He opens our eyes that we may see and do good deeds. Whatever we have is meant to draw us closer to him. And so the crucial question he asks is, who do people say that I am? Who is Jesus to you and who is Jesus to me? This is very, very important. And friends, we are encouraged then to go all out to proclaim and let our light shine and talk about Jesus. Because Jesus wants people to know him truly and truly. That's why he was so concerned about who do people say that I am. Do people really know me? And it's interesting, he and his disciples were on their way to Caesarea Philippi, to the villages, sorry, the villages of Caesarea Philippi. They were going to the villages. Sometimes we concentrate on the cities in neglecting the villages and the outskirts. Those people also need Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus Christ. Everybody. We all need Jesus. And Jesus died for those in the cities and those in the villages. Over here, you may not have villages, so to speak, anyway, but... We are encouraged to make sure that everybody hears the word of God. That is our mission. We are sent to go to the whole world. And because many of us or some of us don't want to deny ourselves, Jesus says we should deny ourselves and follow him, going to the villages to proclaim. If you go back to Ghana, think about it. We must go to the villages also. Many of our, our pastors in Ghana, or many of our they want to concentrate only in the cities. Friends, The people in the villages have the same blood as those in the cities and Jesus died for them also. So we must be eager to proclaim the word of God to them also. We must be ready to deny our, it calls for self-denial. And that is what Jesus is talking about in the gospel. Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. We pray first of all for this grace of self-denial. And we pray that God will give us also the courage and the boldness to demonstrate our faith, the boldness to let our light shine, the boldness to demonstrate our faith, wherever we find ourselves, because James makes us understand in verse 14 of James 2 that there is something good for us when we demonstrate our faith by good works, when we act out our faith by good works. We pray for these graces in this mass, that God will indeed open our ears to listen to his word and to make sure we listen to things that will draw us closer to him and that we will truly know Jesus, our savior, and that we will be ready to call upon him a sign of our belief in prayer and that we will demonstrate our faith by good deeds. We pray for these graces in this mass. Let us rise and profess our faith, the faith we are expected to demonstrate by good deeds. God bless you.